We are Allie and Erica, certified integrative nutrition health coaches in gut and hormone health and the hosts of the podcast, Courageous Wellness. We are committed to destigmatizing conversations in the wellness space and celebrate the experiences and lessons of our guests in pursuit of physical, emotional, and spiritual wellness. Listen to Courageous Wellness wherever you get your podcasts with fresh episodes every Wednesday. You are listening to About Progress. This is episode 323, Doable Tips to Create Purpose with What You Already Love with Lisa Funk. Think of Frodo Baggins, Alice in Wonderland, Harry Potter, Katniss Everdeen. All of these are main characters of very adventurous stories that usually have their whole lives ripped apart as they launch into one incredible quest with their one predestined only for them role and purpose. Is that the way it's supposed to be for us? Is that the way it's supposed to feel to have a very strong sense of who you are and what you are here to do? You're going to know my answer already. My answer is no way. In fact, I think that most of us will find that there is not one definable purpose that only we can do. And furthermore, I know that we have agency, a say and a choice in who we are and what our purpose can be. So let's say that we dare to believe that. We are daring to believe that's the truth. Then what's next? This is why I asked my dear friend Lisa Funk to be on the show. Lisa is a fellow deep thinker, purpose seeker, and a creative genius to boot. But her creativity is not limited to just her amazing mindful hand lettering, which you might know her for, nor is it limited to just her teaching for others to do the same as she does with her hand lettering. Lisa's views and practice of creativity are not just for artistic pursuits, but for pursuing a life of purpose by creating that purpose. In my introductory episode last week, I taught you more about March's theme, Seek Purpose, and how to do that, we need to start by first figuring out who we are outside of our roles and our responsibilities. Now today, with Lisa's help, we'll now guide you on to what's next, how to inject purpose into everyday moments, cultivate more meaning into your already present gifts and passions, and some doable tips on how you can seek purpose in the here and now. No need to launch on a dramatic journey. No need to abandon your life as is. No need to wait for a divine stamp of approval or a messenger that shows you the path. Purpose is here for you and you can create it. Welcome to About Progress. I am your host, Monica Packer, and I don't want you to just listen to this show. I want it to change you. This community of progressors empowers women to take on radical growth via sustainable changes. Are you motivated and ready to grow in your identity, purpose, and productivity? You can when you remember that life is about progress, not perfection. Do you feel like you're the worst at making decisions? Do the simplest of day-to-day tasks leave you feeling stuck? Or are you paralyzed over some major life choices coming up? Or maybe you even just prefer to hand over your ownership of decision-making to others. If any of these are you, 
you are not alone, and it does not have to be this way. The truth is that we have believed some lies about decision-making that are blocking us from confidently making choices that are right for us. This is why I'm teaching one free online class later this month on March 31st called How to Become a Confident Decision Maker. In it, I'll help uncover the lies that are holding you back from making good decisions for yourself or having you know less anxiety about making decisions. And I'll also provide two secrets that will help you move forward with more strength and clarity. You can sign up at aboutprogress.com forward slash free class. For those of you who the time that I am doing the class doesn't work for you, I will have a time sensitive replay offered with anyone who signs up. So still sign up for that time and you'll get the replay within 48, 24 to 48 hours of the class. I am so excited to teach this, how to become a confident decision maker. It's in your reach. Again, go to aboutprogress.com forward slash free class to sign up. I can't wait to see you there. Welcome to About Progress, Lisa. Hi, I'm so glad to be here. It's been a while since we had our first interview. It didn't feel that long, but when I looked at the dates, I was like, that's been years. Oh my gosh. You were so nice to have me on. That was the beginning. (laughs) Well, there were so many things you said in that interview that have stuck with me forever, like ever since then. One of them is a big part of why you're back here today. You said we are born to create. That is a fundamental belief you carry. Mm-hmm. about all of us on earth. We are born to create. And why I'm asking you here is because a lot of people get confused about what they were quote unquote born to do. Mm. And they struggle with wanting to feel like they are leading a life with a mission and a purpose and a reason to be here. But the problem is, is that they're waiting for that mm-hmm. to be handed to them. And I want to kind of blend our two worlds together here because I see you talking about this in many ways, purpose in many ways and creativity and all that. So let's blend these two together and talk about how we can create purpose in our lives. So I first wanted to ask you how you see that hesitancy showing up in your community, the waiting, the waiting for the purpose. Well, I definitely see a lot of waiting, (laughs) Mm -hmm. waiting to get started. I teach mindful lettering as a way to kind of combine creativity and mindfulness. And I encourage people to just get started and get going. And it's hard, as you know, I know your community well, and it can be hard to get started because they're looking for it to be perfect. They want to do it if they're already good at it. And I think that that can relate to finding purpose because we're kind of looking for like a puzzle piece, something that we fit into maybe right away instead of looking for something that is going to be a journey. It's going to be a process. It's not something that we just are like turning the puzzle pieces around and all of a sudden we're going to find that perfect fit and it's just going to feel amazing. Mm -hmm. Just like with lettering, it's not like, oh, I'm going to try it now and I'm going to be good at it right away. Like, nope, you're going to have really shaky strokes and it's going to look Mm. messy and that's okay because you don't have to be good at it to enjoy it. That's what I always say. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be good at it to enjoy it and that you can really just follow things that you feel interested in and that you enjoy. Yeah, that is something I definitely want to spend a lot of time on. First, though, I, let's back up with you. 
you know, sure. <laughs> I'm sure that as much as you love, and I love how you phrase it, mindful lettering, not just hand lettering, as much as you are passionate about this and you are so good about teaching people how to couple this practice of mindfulness and creativity and living with imperfection and messy progress, all of the above. I'm sure that you were not born with a stamp on your head that said hand lettering artist or will teach people mindful lettering. You know, you, you weren't born with that stamp. So we've talked about this in the past episode, but let's touch on this a little bit too. Your own journey to figuring mm-hmm. out how to live and create purpose in your life. What was sure. that? Like? Yeah. And I think that in our last episode, I talked probably more about like my mental health yes. struggles and and journey. And that's still something I'm super open about and love to share about. But I think in relation to purpose, I think that it's really important to understand what kind of makes up our purpose. And so for me, like you said, I don't think that I was born just to be a hand letterer. Although if you talk to my family, they will tell you that ever since I was small, I love doodling and yes. writing and note taking and making <laughs> posters and all of the handwriting always. Oh, I love so that. there is a big part of me that has always loved the, the handwriting. So it, in a lot of ways, of course, it's a natural fit, but that I do not feel like my purpose is just to pick up a pen and write on a piece of paper. And what I have come to really understand that my purpose is made up of is understanding what my gifts are, understanding what my interests are, and understanding what my values are, and that those three things create a contribution. And that contribution can be to myself, it can be to my family, it can be to my community, it can be to my neighborhood, to my church congregation, it can be to the to the world. And so when I am looking at what my purpose is, it's like, well, do you need a purpose? Do you care about having a purpose? Someone listening to this podcast might say, "Eh, I don't, I'm not really like looking for a purpose. I feel really good. Then you probably already have a sense of purpose without realizing it. I think that when we are looking for purpose might be when we're feeling a little bit lost or feeling a little bit of a lack of meaning or interest or even having fun in our everyday lives. And so what I encourage people to do when you're looking for purpose is to look at those different aspects, the gifts, the interests, the values, and values being just things that are important to you. And then identifying whether that contribution is something that might just be for you. So if I have a purpose to really take care of my mental health. And that's something that's really important to me. That might be something that's a contribution for myself. It's also going to contribute then also to my family. And I've decided that I have a purpose to share my experience and my journey with other people. And so that is going to contribute with whatever you know, people that I decide to share that with as well. But I think that for me, A purpose is something that a lot of people wait for. Like I said, it's that puzzle piece that Mm -hmm. they're kind of waiting to fit into, or it's something that they're waiting to be shown to them. And they feel like maybe they aren't good enough to have a purpose. I know that for me, this does relate a little bit to my mental health because sometimes Mm -hmm. when I was feeling, you know, down or kind of depressed, I felt so worthless. I felt so inadequate. I felt so small. 
that I definitely didn't feel like I had a purpose. I felt like that was for people who are called to huge things. Mm -hmm. That's for people who have some big calling in life. And that's not true. For me, there is the finding purpose in activities that you may want to pursue. And there's also infusing purpose into your everyday life into the activities that you are already doing. And so it doesn't have to be that finding your purpose means that you're going to be on some huge quest that's going to require some insane amount of bravery. It's for me really finding what do you love and what do you want to do and how do you want to add meaning to those things? We overcomplicate it really right? We I just, think we overcomplicate it. We make it so much harder than it needs to be. And also we discount ourselves from living it out because like what you said, either the self-doubt or the comparison to others or mistaking purpose as these grandiose. Yeah. Like the way you said that grandiose quests that must be undertaken in the public eye and, and seen by others or create a huge business or, or anything public like that mm-hmm. does not have to be the case. So I love that your first advice is to start with the seeds that are inside you. The mm-hmm. little things that make you feel like you, I think are your ways to infuse purpose. Like you said, into the everyday things we do. And one more note on what you said that really struck me is contributing to yourself. Mm-hmm. Why does that matter, especially with purpose in mind? Because I feel like we want to live with purpose. We want to feel like we are contributing in grander ways, but we can't do that when we have nothing to give. Yeah, that's definitely true. I think that purpose is something that a lot of us wait for as this kind of revelation Mm -hmm. of what our purpose is going to be. And because we do think of it in these grandiose ways that we are sometimes not recognizing how important and valuable it is to start with ourselves, to start small and to really getting to know ourselves. Because the first element that I talked about is knowing our own gifts and talents and things that we're good at. And one thing about purpose too, is that I don't believe there is like one life purpose, one life mission that you are supposed to fulfill. I believe that we can have many different purposes and I believe that our purpose can move through many different phases of our life. So Mm. for example, I have always had the gifts of compassion and encouragement, and I've always loved serving and helping other people. So for example, in high school, I was a candy striver at the hospital. (laughs) I had that cute little pinafore with the red and white stripes. I know (laughs) it was really cute. I loved it. And I worked in the maternity ward and I loved all the babies. I just love the babies. Yeah. I'm still a huge fan of newborns. And so I just thought I want to be a nurse in like a neonatal nurse or a nurse Mm -hmm. in the maternity ward. Like I just have to do this. I love the babies and I love being in there. And I thought that is my purpose. That is my mission. That's what I'm going to do. And I loved it. So then I went to college and I thought, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to be a nurse. And I But that is my major. Of course, you have to get into the nursing program, which was a different 
issue, oh, so a different hard. problem. Yes. It's a really, it's a one, it's really challenging, especially for people like me who are not like science minded. Raising my and, hand on this side of the yeah. mic. Yep. So I, but I, had a kind of an identity crisis, not a really, not a real identity crisis, but I definitely struggled because right away I started taking zoology and organic chemistry and all these classes because I knew that I was supposed to be a nurse and I was like failing. It was like so hard. And I was a good student. I had gotten good grades in high school and everything. I get to college, I'm taking all these classes and it is not meshing. It is not lining up the way that I thought it was going to. And I felt kind of conflicted about it. And then I went to the office where you go and try to figure out your major. Mm -hmm. And I thought maybe there's another option. And they really helped me to get to what my gifts were Hmm. and what my purpose was, because they talked to me about what are your gifts? Like, what are you naturally good at? And what are you interested in? And what do you really value? Like what's important to you? And I realized that what it was about the nursing that I wanted to do was helping people and getting Mm -hmm. to know people and really encouraging people. And so all those aspects that I thought were going to be perfect about nursing were things that really could transfer to a different major where the classes were not going to make me crazy. Hmm. I adore that so much, especially because I think many of us have a similar story. We were, we are, we were banking our purpose on one mold. Like it's supposed to look just this way. And we all probably have experienced this, but we also probably know somebody who lost position that they knew was their purpose and just mm-hmm. how destructive it is to, wholeness and feeling like you have that an identity, a real identity, because when you put all your, how do they say it? Marbles in one basket. Put all all of your eggs in one basket. Yeah. When you put all your eggs in one basket, like my purpose is only with this position or this mold or in this way, those can't last forever. I don't know anyone who has been an Olympic athlete for 80 years. No, I don't know anyone who's been able to be only a kindergarten teacher for that long too. Like none of these can be lifelong. Well, and that's why so many people struggle when maybe their kids leave the house or Mm -hmm. their career ends and then they're, you know, retired or some of us that transition from one job to another or from working to staying at home or all these things. It's a lot of the time because we equate our purpose with the identity of that job description. Yeah. Yes. And that's the misplacement that is so dangerous. And that's what I think we're waiting for. We're waiting for a position. We're waiting for a job description or like the mold we talked about. Here you go. This is how it plays out. But what I'm hearing you say, Lisa, is if we can just start with what's inside, what comes naturally to us? What are we even interested in that we might be terrible at, but we are so interested in it. Those are the seeds to cultivate because they can look so different in many ways. I'm a podcaster but I'm sure I will not be a podcaster for 50 years. Mm-hmm. I'm you certain never know, that. Monica. You, you never, never know. know. <laughs> that is true. Just I do know that I have seeds of loving to learn and mm. empowering women and teaching and connecting. And that can happen in, in so, so many ways. Many ways. So what are those for you? Like, what can you recognize in yourself that has taken on many different shapes? Yeah. So, seat. And this is something that I would recommend that people do is kind of yeah. like delineate 
the gifts that you feel like come naturally for you or that you have worked on and then also your interests. And so for me, my gifts that I feel come naturally are compassion and encouragement. And then, and also I would say like helping people work through mindset even okay. before, I mean, I'm now I'm a certified life coach and all those things, but even before I've always loved talking with people and talking through kind of feelings and, and thoughts and emotions and all those things. So I, would f- I, I really feel like those are things that really come naturally to me as gifts. And then I'm really interested in creativity. I'm really interested in kids and growing, and I'm really interested in self-help. I've always loved it. I mean, I was like mm-hmm. a teenager reading the chicken soup for the teenagers. Oh, my okay. <laughs> I feel like we are. I've always loved that. Right. Like seven habits for highly effective Uh teens. That was uh me. (laughs) Yeah. I was like Oprah show taking notes and sharing it with the family and friends. Totally. Totally. So I have like the things that I feel like I'm kind of come naturally for me, which if you have a hard time, like seeing those in yourself, it can be really helpful to ask some people that love you, that you love, that can help you, you know, identify some of the some of those things, then it can be a little bit embarrassing at first to like say, Hey, I know this is a little bit silly, but I'm trying to just identify things that I am naturally good at. And sometimes people kind of make fun of, you know, these personality tests and things like that, but sometimes they can be helpful. I don't think they're helpful if you, if you put yourself in a box, you know, with them, Mm -hmm. but I think that they can be helpful sometimes in just identifying in identifying what our strengths are. Mm -hmm. And so once we've done that, it's helpful to see like, oh, our purpose can move throughout different aspects of our lives and we can apply it to our lives. We might not be applying it. So for me, I've seen it go through, you know, obviously when I was the candy striper and I loved, you know, serving and helping, and then I wanted to be a nurse, I ended up instead doing marriage, family, and human development. And then I worked using that at a medical clinic. It was actually a free medical clinic where I worked in the pediatrics, doing pediatric literacy and child development. And then I also did staff trainings on how to work better with families. And I was like, oh my gosh, that was like totally using my like love of like self-help and Mm -hmm. mindfulness and all those things and working with people. I've always loved working with people and it incorporated all of the, all of those gifts and interests. And then I ended up staying home for a while being a mom to my kids. And then I started lettering and lettering at first didn't necessarily, you know, fit in to, to you might it didn't necessarily fit into my purpose as you might, as I might've thought, Mm -hmm. but it used my interest, which was creativity. And then I infused my gifts, which were compassion and encouragement and also the mindfulness, which was another interest. So I think that, you know, we just need to use our gifts and our interests to, to really add more meaning and enjoyment to our lives. So I enjoy lettering more when it's mindful for me and, and I've used it as a tool for my mental health, but I've, and then I became certified as a life coach, which obviously uses a lot of the encouragement and compassion and, and those things too. So for me, I can see that my purpose and gifts and interests have, you know, really played through all of these different experiences that I've had. But I do think that it's easy to 
do things in your life without using your purpose and that you can infuse it into almost anything that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Tough love. And it's not going to sound nice, but you aren't that special <laughs> in that way. Yeah. Like everybody has gifts. And if you don't think you do, it's because you are thinking gifts means that you are exceptional at a certain description. Like we just talked about singing, art, business management. Those can be gifts for many people, but most of what we're talking about are like character traits. You know, think about the people who have like really made a difference in your life. Like the people that at the end of, you know, at the end of the day, you're like, these are the people who meant the very most to me. Yeah. Those people are probably not super exceptional at one thing Mm -hmm. and they might be, but it's probably not that exceptional quality about them that has made the biggest difference in your life. I love that point. It does not, you don't, having a gift doesn't mean you are exceptional, that you are better than everyone else. Right. It doesn't mean you're like the standout. It's like, oh, compassion is a gift of mine. That doesn't mean I am the most compassionate person (laughs) in the world. I've been written about in newspapers because of my compassion. (laughs) Like, no, it's something that comes naturally to me. It's something that has been a gift for me to like share that with others. Mm -hmm. And I hope that that's a blessing. I know that the people in my life who have showed compassion to me, like they're not on the cover of a magazine Mm -hmm. because of it, but it's like, made the biggest difference in my life. Absolutely. So let's, let's encourage these women to stop talking themselves out of this. And like you said, ask other people for ideas. What was I like as a kid? What was I interested in? Or what did you notice was interesting about me or something that you loved about me when I was a kid and look to your own life experiences and what they've inspired in you. And I see that in, in the life experiences you shared with us. When we talked about your mental health journey last time that we were together I, I cannot see you teaching mindful lettering in the way you do now without those life experiences having inspired that in you. So for sure. There. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and the, and that's, you know, an aspect I hadn't necessarily thought of, but for sure, the challenges that we go through really do help us to develop gifts and skills that can bless us and others, you know, as we use them to show compassion. And that's, and that's part of, you know, the compassion that I feel like I've been able to develop. I am perfect at compassion. Just kidding. (laughs) I'm not trying to say that at all, but I, I definitely feel like had I not gone through, you know, losing my brother or, you know, the mental health struggles I've had, or, you know, some parenting challenges or whatever it is, I wouldn't have that gift or I wouldn't be able to see people in that same way. And, and so definitely all of the life experiences that we have contribute and are meaningful and, and there's nothing that's too small to be a gift and part of your purpose. Mm -hmm. This is taking us back full circle to how we started this conversation. If you are interested in creating purpose in your life, just look for opportunities to create contribution. And I like how you've said this, start with yourself. Yeah create, yeah, create contribution and make sure that you're doing it in a way that feels natural and fun for you. You know, it's not something that like, oh, it should look a certain way. It's like, no, go back to the gifts and the interests like that. I will say a million times because we're not sitting here waiting. Like I didn't go to college and wait for my major to find me. I Mm -hmm. didn't just sit there and say like, I 
can't wait to figure out what my purpose or my major is. I'm not saying purpose and major are the same. I'm just, but at that, that age, analogy, definitely felt they were synonymous. Well, yeah, at that age it does, but I'm just using the analogy of like, the reason why I didn't sit around waiting for a major to come find me is because I went to college. I was ready and there to learn and progress and grow. And so I wasn't going to be sitting around waiting for anything. I knew what my reason was for being there and I wanted to progress and grow. And so I chose a path to do that. And of course it can change. I mean, many people change their majors, but it's like, let's get going. Let's get started. As Monica says, let's do something, you know, just get started and start moving in a direction so that we can learn and grow. And you're going to pick a major that's based on things you're naturally good at and also things that you're interested in. And that's the same with purpose. And so if someone is listening and they're thinking, well, I don't necessarily want to find additional activities that are related to my purpose. You don't have to, maybe you have kids and you're, you know, finding yourself in motherhood and people might say, find your purpose in motherhood. And I would say to use the same thing to look at what are talents that you have? What are some of the ways that you naturally show up with people in ways that you like? And use those in your motherhood. What are things that are interesting and fun for you? Use those in your motherhood. How do you want to contribute? And so all of a sudden it's like, oh, I don't have to be the mom that, you know, takes my kids on crazy adventures, hiking every day. Not that there's anything wrong with that, you know, (laughs) but I can be the mom that sits and reads 10 library books. And maybe that sounds like torture to you. You get to pick what's interesting to you, what you're naturally good at and what is important to you. And that's your purpose. And Mm -hmm. when you hone in on those things, then you're living in your purpose as a mother every day. And you find so much more meaning and joy and fulfillment in the thing that you're already doing, but that sometimes we feel lost in the way that we're doing it because we're not doing it with our own purpose. We're trying to match somebody else's or we're trying to, you know, check off boxes off a list of what we think we're supposed to do. And so we're losing our own unique purpose in our own unique motherhood. Oh yeah. I just want to write down every word you said and like broadcast it to all the many channels I can think of, because that's what I think we're missing. I love to follow. I don't know if you know this Instagram profile, and, and blog. Chris loves Julia. They're an interior yeah. design couple. Yeah. And I love, I have one of their shirts that says, don't wait on it. Oh, I like that. You know, because they, they made that after they cabin, this beautiful cabin that they take so you know, taking so much time and money and energy to renovate burn to the ground just mm, one night. And luckily so no sad. one was there. I know it's so sad. And luckily no one was there. got hurt, but they lost so much. But what they, what it taught them was that, that phrase, don't wait just get in there, get messy, do something, wink, wink, and, and figure it out as you go and let what you experience as you go along and form the next step. You don't have to keep waiting for the map. You can. Yeah. And, and I think that's something else that's really important to mention is that I think that one of the reasons why people do wait is because they feel like it's easier to follow a dream or something they feel interested in if it's some bigger calling. Mm-hmm. If it's yeah. something like you're super good at this and this is, you know, 
this is your path. Instead of saying like, I actually just want to do it. I think that somehow for some of us, it feels a little bit embarrassing to, to admit, like, I actually just really want to do this. Like, because mm-hmm. we're worried about what everyone else is going to think. Like, why is she doing that? Why isn't she just happy with her life the way it is? We have to get past that and decide that we're not waiting for the purpose or the person to come hand us, you know, here is your mission in life. We're deciding this is what I want. This is what I'm interested in. And I am going to create it. I'm going to chase it. I'm going to, to do this because I want to. And I think that sometimes it's a cop out for us to say, well, I just haven't, you know, had like this big revelation of what I'm supposed to do. And you don't necessarily, you don't necessarily need to do anything different. You can do whatever you want. If you want to do things just how you're doing them, but add more purpose into it, then you do it that way. If you want to pursue other interests and hobbies, then do it. Don't wait for some you know, big thing to call you to it, you're allowed to follow what you want to follow. And letting go of what other people think is obviously a huge part of that. I mean, it's easier said than done, but super important because we don't need to feel like we're not important enough to, you know, follow our purpose or our calling. We can do things just because we want to. Call yourself. I mean, really create Uh, it yourself. A hundred percent. And I don't know if I'll put this in the episode, but I rem- like this scripture came to mind. Many are called, but few are chosen. To my mind, that means we are all called, but few of us choose. Oh. I've never thought about that way. Like oh. just choose to call yourself and rise up. You don't have to wait for it. Get up there. But you know, what's interesting about that is that people, we all use excuses to, mm-hmm. you know, and so other people will hear that and for sure think like, oh, well, I'm just not one of the special ones. Yeah. And that's what I mean. Like choose it. Right. Chosen means like you can choose it yourself. You can, we forget that you can choose it for yourself. And I think this is where we'll end. But to me, this goes back to women being afraid to own what they want and you should have them. This is what I've learned a lot by Dr. Jennifer Finlayson Fife. Knowing what you want to me is divine. Like that is God universe granted to us to have wants and to have that power to lean into what we want is good. Right. And we're waiting for so many of us who are religious are waiting for, you know, God to tell us what we're supposed to focus on or what path we're supposed to take or what our purpose is. When we forget that he created us with those wants, he created us with those desires. And so it isn't selfish to follow those things because he planted those desires in us for a reason. Mm -hmm. And so following those is what he has in mind for us. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what, that is actually what has healed so much of my own spiritual, you know, despair, I think was first just thinking like, what do I want? And as I cultivated the desires in me, the divine in me, I was able to then do that too the divine outside of me. And I thought that we're able to talk about that because I think that is a big part of this, this puzzle that we've been talking about is the, the divine part of it. And just, yeah, I think it can be be for, for sure, for a lot of people. And one thing that I think is really helpful also is that when we are paying attention to our own gifts and our own interests and our own values, 
our contribution is going to end up looking different from other people's because our gifts and interests are different than theirs. Yes. And so it really gives me a lot of like calm and peace and security in who I am and what my purpose looks like, because I know that all of those things are different for me and they should be. And we're all here to contribute in different ways, even though of course, it's always so easy to compare to others. We can see that we are born with these innate interests and curiosities. And I love seeing how people around me have completely different curiosities and interests than I do. I'm so grateful for them and all the people who are amazing at organic chemistry that I'm not, and they're able to go on to be these incredible nurses. And I am able to use my gifts in different ways. And that's what makes it all so beautiful that we can all add our own pieces to the puzzle. Absolutely. We need it. We need all these different ways of of contributing and being contributed to as well. Speaking of, you know, creating a purpose, you have an amazing podcast called committed to create that I really want to direct people to. It combines the best of this love of creativity and the pursuit of creativity with purpose and mindset and life coaching that you are so good at. So I just want to direct people there. And before we end today, I love to ask this as a final question to my guests. And it's, what are you working on right now with your own personal development? Since we are a personal development show, we always have room to grow and ways that we need to improve in our own lives. So what are you working on right now? I have been working on exploring new creativity. I actually just I've started doing this. embroidery. Yes. That's my I new love thing. it. And it's been so good for me because I have kind of like been in my lettering journey, my lettering lane, uh, you might say. And so it's just been really good for me to, you know, create for fun. And I really believe that growth is amazing, but it isn't necessary for my worth. Mm -hmm. And so for me to relax and just ease into the year and he's into everything and just enjoy things, find things that are fun and interesting and enjoyable to me has been just really nice. And, you know, it's so easy to put pressure on ourselves like, oh, I should be doing this. And if I have some free time, I should probably work on the next thing for, you know, my kids or my house or my business or whatever you have going on. And for me, it's like been so nice to say, I'm just going to sit and do my embroidery. Yes. And it's so beautiful because to me, life is not about just checking off a bunch of productivity boxes. Mm -hmm. It's really about enjoying the moment and being still and creating and I think that for so many of us, we're looking to impress even just ourselves with what we can accomplish and get done. And I'm not saying that I'm not impressed with my embroidery because it's really, it's fun to do, but it's like just something that, yeah, I, I definitely don't want to just necessarily like sit and consume all the time because that doesn't like feel good to my soul, Mm -hmm. but being able to say like, I'm going to sit and do this, you know, craft or, or whatever it is that you enjoy doing. I've also been making a lot of lemon curd. So 
Why was I thinking about lemon curd today? I totally was. So we must oh, be on the same. I have a, I have a Meyer lemon tree with all these lemons. So I've been like Delicious. finding every way possible to use them, but I've just been like, I identify as a creator and I want mm. to really, so lately this is almost oh, trying to, sorry, trying to answer your question is that I've just been working harder at identifying the times throughout my day that I have the opportunity to create. And that is with my mindset as well. But also it's when I'm cooking, I'm creating, when I'm cleaning my house, I'm creating a clean house. Hmm. When I'm, when I'm obviously doing something crafty, like embroidering or something else, but it's also when I'm, you know, creating a certain space it's an act of creation and, and I want to be mindful and I want to be still and, and present in those moments of creation. And so that's what I've been working on lately is just recognizing all of the moments in the day when I already am creating and leaning into them and kind of just like being present and enjoying those and seeing the beauty in them without needing to do something that we might see as extraordinary, but doing all of these ordinary tasks with more like joy and peace and just being really content and present in them. Which is another amazing example of everything we've talked about today is stepping into that, that part of you in yeah. multiple ways throughout a normal day. And that's what I hope our listeners can do for themselves too. And it brings so out. much joy. It really does. Yeah. It's so crazy how I can do the same exact task. Mm -hmm. Like the other day I was juicing all the lemons. It took hours to juice all these lemons, but on another day I could have been like annoyed and seen it as this, you know, chore that was really frustrating and took forever and was keeping me from something else. Instead of saying like, wait, hold on. No, this is like, I'm creating this juice. I'm using my hands. This is a chance for me to be present and to like, it almost brought like this magic to this, like everyday chore that I could really enjoy. And I can use my senses. I can turn on some music. I can smell the lemon. I can feel my hand on the juicer. Like it sounds, you know, a little bit cheesy, but it really was one of the best days I've had recently was just being present in that moment and, mm -hmm. and recognizing that it was a creative moment. And I've just been trying to do that more lately. All right. This, this has been a conversation I am realizing more and more as we've gone throughout it, that I needed it the most selfishly. If people want to dig into your community more and the products that you have that are so incredible and your courses, I think I have almost everything that you have out there. Where should they go? You can head over to handletteredesign.com. And I'm also on Instagram at handletteredesign. And even if you're not interested in hand lettering, still go follow Lisa there because of the mindfulness and the mental health piece that we are all needing right now. It will just give you this dose of happiness and fulfillment that we all need right now and a sense of community too. So Lisa, I am, I'm really grateful that the internet brought us together oh, and I'm grateful too, for Monica. the friendship you've extended me and all that you've taught me over the years. So thank you very much for being on the show. Thanks for having me. I hope this episode gave you the hug and kick in the pants that you need to grow. 
I so enjoyed this conversation with Lisa. I can tell you that is one of my very favorites. And Lisa is one of my very favorite people. She has done so much for me as a friend and extended her kindness and support in ways that I really needed with parenting in particular. So that's a kind of behind the scenes moment for you. Um, I want to share the progress pointers for this episode. And this is where I share the notes that I took so you do not have to take them yourself. Number one, living with purpose is not like finding the perfect fit. It's about a journey and seeking out how to live out your values. Two, look for the seeds you already have inside you, gifts and interests, and how to contribute through using them. Three, you can start by contributing to yourself in small ways. Four, we wait for the purpose to arrive, but our own self-doubts get in the way of us seeing the opportunities already in front of us. Five, infuse purpose into the things you already do. Six, start by getting to know yourself. Seven, for 99% of us, there is not one purpose. It can shift and we can have many of them. Eight, gifts are not perfect descriptions or ways that we are exceptional. Ask others in your life what your gifts are and look at your own life experiences. Nine, believe you can create purpose. Don't wait and get messy. And finally, 10, creatively contribute in ways that feel fun and natural to you. I want to again thank Lisa and highly recommend that you go follow her on Instagram as well as her amazing podcast that we have linked for you in the show notes. Now, if you're trying to look for some more of those seeds of what is missing in your life and trying to cultivate a sense of identity, get my belonging guide by going to aboutprogress.com forward slash belonging. It will help you figure out ways that you can start to belong to yourself again. And don't forget to become a confident decision maker with my free class that I'm hosting on March 31st. And that will include a time sensitive replay. That means you won't have the replay forever and ever, but you will be able to get it if you're not able to come live. You can get on our list to get on the free class by going to aboutprogress.com forward slash free class. I personally cannot wait to see how you apply what you have learned from this episode. One of the things I really want in our community is for us to take action. So I've changed my sign off just a teeny bit, and I think you're going to like it because it relates a lot to what we talk about here. So here we go. Go do something. And remember, life is about progress, not perfection. Perfection.